what's up everybody it's carson with the bench warmers and water boys podcast this week we've got daniel thatcher and john Hello. just the four of us how's it going Dude, tiring. football is on life is good no oh, football man, makes me sad <laughs> it's what sad you because about? you're a steelers football, fan yes no that's fantastic football as in a fantasy in our pick'em leagues it makes me mm. sad repeatedly yeah, you're really over bad and over and over <laughs> again don't worry but dude. I'll if i have to that. sacrifice my fantasy for the steelers to keep winning i will hey, i respect that I you're a true fan one. hey thatcher so, I'm, I'm digging the beard it's looking nice and thick thanks babe okay. of course hey john you said that you're not shaving the mustache until the steelers lose true Looks like We're you're going to have a pretty bushy upper lip for a while then, my friend. Oh, long time. Long time. Don't Daniel, do you do anything special for your Lions? Are you going to shave your mustache when they win? Dude, maybe that's what it's come to. Maybe I need to come up with some kind it? of crazy superstition because the defense is not there, so they shave need all the help they can get. Shave an eyebrow to help Swift for <sighs> my fantasy. Blue will love it. Listen, man, all yeah. I'm saying is that I am really excited for when Kenny G gets back because then I think their offense Please. is going to take off like a freaking rocket ship. They need him so bad. Yeah. What about the defense, it's, though? It's very evident. doesn't help the defense. Don't worry about the defense. Yeah, just, just about <laughs> that's, that's lost. We don't talk there. about that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we have a lot to get into for this show. So this is going to be kind of our week two recap. We're going to talk some injuries. Unfortunately, there were a ton. Um, oh, so I know it. I know it's really frustrating. A lot of dynasty implications and whatnot. But we'll get into that, especially on our second episode of the week. We'll talk. Um, we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of pawn shop and we're going to talk later about, um, you know, whether you should buy, sell, cut or hold uh, on some of these players that are balling out, maybe that aren't balling out. So, uh, tune in for the second episode of the week, but for now, let's, let's focus on this episode and let's talk injuries and resulting expectations. So the first injury I have up here is Cortland Sutton towards ACL. Daniel, I know you have him on your dynasty league. You traded for him. How do you feel? It hurts. I mean, he's a guy that I expected to have a pretty good year. I liked Drew Locke coming in with a lot of weapons. I thought there was going to be some improvement there. Thankfully, he was kind of my depth receiver. I, I loaded up on wide receivers this offseason, yeah. so I've yeah. got other guys to play above him, but it hurts. I think he had a lot of potential. He's still a young guy making big plays. It, it hurts to see. He's a wide receiver, kind of a fringe one, I think, capability. So that's, yeah. that's just gone. I will say that in term in long term um, implications, I'm a little worried because he is a very talented yeah. wide receiver. But the problem is um, they drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, and so um, I will say the only upside is that Drew Locke. We'll talk about him in a second. But Drew Locke is also missing, and so Drew Locke is right. not going to have that opportunity to build rapport with these younger guys. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the thing that I would have been worried about a lot is if. You know, Cortland Sutton is gone, and Drew Locke has all this time to build rapport with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. Takes and his... maybe Cortland Sutton isn't as important when he comes back. Yeah, um, honestly, that was something I hadn't even really thought about. Because obviously last year he was the clear number one guy, but now they've got you know, a fan. They've got those two re- young receivers. So that was something, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That, yeah. that could be a big deal. They could look to shop him, though, depending on how this year goes with Blake Bortles because they did sign him. So, I mean, they honestly could look to shop him. Um, I know he's only got was this his second year, so he's got one or two more years on his rookie deal. I would be um, surprised if they shopped him. You think that you don't think so? They I, got I, I KJ, think they would have they've to got get Noah, they've got Jerry Judy. They they could. I genuinely they could very think, easily do it. I, they can afford to. Yes, I agree with that. But I just think that they see a lot in uh, they're kind. Of, I think that um, gosh, what's their general manager? Uh, John Elway is just licking his chops because he sees the potential Drew Locke was oh, finally yeah. a hit, he loves finally a success. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he lost him. But here's the thing. He, he may want to see what he has when they come back and play together next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think – I mean, I think they – like you said, I think they can afford to move him. The problem yep. is I don't know if any team is going to be willing to pay enough to get him because I think it's going to take more than what they got for Stefan Diggs out of Minnesota. Yeah, true. The, the one thing that I am curious about all of this, though, is Blake Bortles is only 28. Does he explode – with this team that they built up for Drew Locke, does he do this and then have a resurgence back in the league? I think explode is a strong word, but Very. honestly, I think that Blake Bortles is a little underrated. He was with a really bad team He's in Jacksonville. Underrated. And, the only re- and the only receiver he ever really had was Allen Robinson. And if you look back to 2014, Allen Robinson had 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. That is not seen very often anymore. And so it's, it's clear that Blake Bortles mm. can get the job done. The question is, 
uh, is John Elway and uh, Vic Fangio going to give him the opportunity to actually be the starter? Uh, I don't know if that's the case, at least not for this week. You think um, Driscoll is going to start over him? I think Driscoll well, will start maybe at not least this, this week. week. But yeah. going on, I, you think Driscoll will stay? Um, if Driscoll, I think Driscoll will be the starter moving forward until he has like a four, like a three or four interception game and can't move the yep. ball and then Blake Bortles will come in. Um, so it, ultimately I do believe yeah. Blake Bortles will be the main backup moving forward. Um, at least until, uh, or I think we, I think Driscoll will get at least, you know, two or three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and at that point, if Drew Locke is not nearing a return, then I think Blake Bortles will eventually get his shot. And I think that he's probably their best chance to win. But unfortunately, they're in a tough division, and I don't really see them uh, doing much yeah, this season. Anywhere. So let's move on. Um, Michael Tom. Oh, well, in terms of uh, uh, you know redraft, obviously, yeah, That's just right. cut him. So uh, Michael Ace, or of course, Dynasty. Hold on to him. But we'll get more into all that stuff on the next episode. Michael Thomas, injured reserve, but um, because of the COVID season, um, you are allowed to place players on IR, uh, and they'll they'll everybody you can you can place unlimited amount of players on the IR that are able to return. So usually there's only mm-hmm. one player you're allowed to designate for return. And that's mm-hmm. after a minimum of eight weeks, but with the new season, um, three unlimited amount of people can come back after a minimum of three weeks. Mm-hmm. So Michael Thomas is expected to come back in three weeks, but for now he has gone and you could see that the saints were really missing him. Oh dude. Oh, they yeah. were really like, they just dude, fell apart. Other you... than Camara, like well, the offense is a mess. The sneaky thing was Traquan Smith. Mm-hmm who actually filled up really well for someone who's not expected to when a manual, manual let them down. So I think it's, Pretty it's sure. exciting for them to kind of see what they are without Michael Thomas. Yeah. Who, I mean, he is young. He's going to be around for a while more. He's only 27. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to be losing him anytime soon, but I think, uh, I mean, maybe for everyone else, it's kind of exciting to see what they are without him. So yeah. I don't know. he's just we'll going to come back and dominate once he is back. So oh, hundred percent. He's going to come back. Hit those reasons. Passing yards. It's Sorry. Lamar Jackson. I said, guess who's beating uh, Drew Brees in passing yards? Oh, probably a lot of people. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. There's only two people that he's my not left beating. arm. <laughs> yeah, well, they definitely need him. So oh yeah, yeah. It's, it, he's he's shown that he is very necessary. I mean, but if let's... nothing else, he pulls coverage. But oh, also yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Saquon Barkley torn ACL out for the season. This one hurt me a lot because he was the number one overall pick mm-hmm. in our dynasty league. And guess who had that pick? Ooh. Me. Carson um, I picked him <laughs> over Christian McCaffrey because it was the year before Christian McCaffrey absolutely blew up. Ah, they're both hurt. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're both hurt, except Christian McCaffrey's coming back and Saquon yeah. isn't. Um, yeah. But uh, Dude, obviously, this is this is really tough. Um, you drafted him in your top three of your, of your draft as long as you were in a super flex league. And, uh, and so this really hurt. So hopefully you prioritize running backs like I suggested before the season started. And a lot of us did uh, suggest and you're able to at least kind of recover um, with maybe you have some deep sleepers and, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson. And maybe you got a guy like maybe you went running back, running back in round one and two. So hopefully you're able to withstand these unfortunate circumstances. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, already talked about it, but we're going to we're going to talk about him briefly. High ankle sprain. Um, four to six he was weeks. Placed on injured reserve. Yeah, they suggested four to six weeks, but McCaffrey is one of those guys. I mean, he even said like this is a challenge for him to be able to come back sooner. Um, I think it's going to be like Saquon last year. Saquon was hurt. They predicted him out for like a month, two months, and he was back after like two weeks. So yeah, but how good was Saquon when he did come back? Well, how good is their O line? Yeah. So uh, no, no, but that's that's not the point because he was terrible when he came back. But when he yeah. started to get healthier, he actually was very good at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McCaffrey is that same kind of talent where you don't necessarily need an, a top tier offensive line. He's going to be good regardless, especially based yeah. on how much they freaking force feed him the ball. I just hope that you know when he does come back, he's healthy because I don't uh, want him to dupe a lot of fantasy owners into starting him and giving you yeah. subpar points. Well, so that, I would you may, be, more. You may be able to trade wait. for him though so that may be a perk people very, may want to try and sell very little chance so it may turn around for you Garcia, if you were if if there's a team Parker. that only drafted maybe like three running backs then maybe yeah you can you can make a move for christian mccaffrey um but i think it's very rare that you'd be in a situation to trade for christian mccaffrey uh Devontae adams uh was pulled from the game had a hamstring injury um Dude, and he did not yeah, today, as of today, which is Wednesday, uh, September 23rd, he did not practice today. Um, and so uh, are y'all concerned about his week three availability? Who are, they, so. who are they playing? <laughs> Saints. They're playing the Saints. 
I honestly think they might sit him. Um, I'm not concerned for long term, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sat him because the Saints are sitting Michael Thomas. So yeah, but here's sure. the thing for me: I think that if they sit Devonte Adams, then they're basically in the same situation as the excuse me as the Saints, and it's just going to be a really ugly game between two oh, teams so. that have very very good offenses that are very very crippled. And so well, that's I think what that, I'm saying. They may do that just because they're going to put them in the same situation. They're not forced to play him. Also, just so the, pro- the may, problem is, though, is that the problem is that is, if he is able to play, it's pretty much a guaranteed win because uh, the Saints just won't be able to keep up on offense if Devontae is able to play. Well, if he's they not, then they give might give up points. I mean, look at what happened to the Raiders. Yeah. Like, their defense wasn't even good. The Raiders are sneaky this year, though. If but, anything, Devontae can just be a distraction for Marshawn Lattimore. And, yeah. and and open things up for MVS and Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. I think that he probably will play, but yeah. of course I'm not a doctor. I, I would actually recommend looking into a gentleman on fantasy uh, on, and on Twitter. His name is Matthew Betts. Um, he is a, um, a certified trainer uh, and very into fantasy football. And so he's able to kind of talk about, um, you know, availability and, and how things look and if people are going to be able to play through it. So, I would recommend looking into Matthew Betts on Twitter. Does he um, make cheat sheets? Because sponsored. you might need to look into like the, his injury prediction. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I really should. But I, I okay, I will say false, false. I will say though is that um, I did see an article of the maybe there's a reason that uh, the the reason that uh, a lot of these players are are dealing with all of these injuries and so soon on is because usually they have um, you know the entire practices. summer you know, we called you know, this. We called this on our earlier days. episodes. I think it's around a hundred days to get into things with uh, mini camps and all these different things to get their body acclimated and ready to compete. And then they have you know four weeks of preseason, uh, and then they start the season. Well, they only had about a month with no preseason to dive right into it, and so the three was it three weeks or four weeks of pads? That was it. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think it was that long. I think it was maybe a week or two tops of pads. We, I mean, everyone knew this going in. It's hard to hear with all these top tier players, but we, I mean, it's hard, but we knew this. Everyone knew this going yeah. in. Players, coaches, us, everyone, everyone knew it. And I just hope that people use this season to learn for in, in terms of fantasy football next year, that whenever you're drafting a team, yeah, quarterbacks may score the most points on your team, but this is why it's important to, punt quarterback players and just load up on on your wide receivers and running backs because they're so much more valuable especially running backs uh, and take some of these value tight ends and quarterbacks but anyway let's move on we're to talk about drew lock ac joint injury sprained ac joint he's going to be out a minimum of two to six weeks um i think it's interesting to note that they have a week eight bye and so what mm-hmm. i the reason why i bring this up is because that six week period will bring them around that that time. And so maybe they just wait to bring him back until week nine. Um, yeah. I think if I'm the Broncos, um, I'm kind of going into the season with a grain of salt, recognizing that you have a lot of young talent and maybe you're not going to be as competitive as you want to be with, you know, the Chiefs and, you know, maybe even the Chargers. And especially, I mean, look at the Raiders. The Raiders are doing great. And so um, I would say give it at least the, the minimum of the two to three weeks See if, you know, if you're winning games, do you think you're going to be able to be competitive? If so, then maybe see if you can get Drew Locke sooner rather than later. But otherwise, I may just want to sit Drew Locke as long as possible because he is your franchise quarterback and you want to make sure he's healthy and not have, you know, an Andrew Luck situation. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of a crazy timeline. That actually would work really well. Then you still get a nice second half of the year. And on a positive note, you come into the next season with a lot of momentum. Yeah. There's no reason to push things. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, I definitely agree. All right, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I don't want to talk Jimmy too. I, I don't want to spend too much time on Jimmy G. He, uh, it's, it's said that he could play through the injury. Uh, Kyle Shanahan does expect um, Nick Mullins to play this week, mm-hmm. um, but you know they're expecting Jimmy G probably back as soon as week four. Um, he is not much of a scrambling quarterback, so it's not necessary for him to have uh, a super healthy ankle. It, the high ankle sprain is usually a problem for skill players wide receivers and running backs who plant and, and are sprinting all the time. That's not really Jimmy G's game. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, though, is that if this seems to be a problem, uh, I remember Charlie brought up earlier in the week um, talking to us privately that apparently there's rumors that the Vikings Kirk are Cousins. considering a trade to move Kirk Cousins down to Kyle Shanahan, who actually drafted him to Washington when Kyle Shanahan was there. Um, what do you all think about hmm. that? Honestly, I think it'd be 
Good for everyone. I mean, from what we're hearing, it sounded like Kyle Shanahan doesn't even really like Jimmy G, didn't even really want him. Um, loves Kirk Cousins, loves the man. That's why he drafted him. I I think it would be – I don't know. I just, I'm never a big Jimmy G fan. I think their defense um, and everything else got them as far as they did last year. I don't think it was Jimmy G on offense. So I think it would be good for them. And then I think the Vikings would have to figure out a way to revamp. They lost digs. Maybe it's time to try a new quarterback, maybe a mobile quarterback. Um, maybe they try and go get someone like a Jalen Hurts, like a Lamar, the super mobile quarterback that's got an arm. Maybe it's trying time to try the exact opposite. An yeah. immobile quarterback's not working out this year. He started slow last year. Kirk, Kirk Cousins did. Maybe it's time to try the complete opposite. Yeah. I don't know. I will say I haven't yeah. heard a lot about this potential trade from any mainstream sources, and so take it with a grain of salt. But just interesting. Keep your eye out for that. I think Kirk Cousins is a major, major step up from Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And the way the season's yeah. looking for the Vikings, it doesn't really matter who they're going to have at quarterback. They're probably not going to win any games. So Jimmy G being their quarterback, if it's just kind of a swap skis, I would assume, you know, uh, the Vikings will probably get a pick along with Jimmy G. Um, but, you know, that I think point that how far can move. Dalvin Cook carry the it? Only thing, well, <laughs> yeah. the only thing about that is they're both on massive contracts. So that's why the traded rumor is a little weird. But Yeah, and uh, it's interesting I, because it's Minnesota would – Exactly. I think Minnesota would probably be eating the contract, um, and that's why they would probably get, you Thanks. know, Jimmy Stuff G with and it. quite yeah. a pick. So uh, let's move on. Raheem Mostert, MCL sprain. He's going to be out at least a few weeks. Um, they didn't really specify because I don't think they're super sure. But usually if it's if it's a minor MCL sprain to mild, uh, it's usually just a question of pressure. And so I remember I actually had an MCL sprain. Um, uh, I think it was maybe senior year. And I remember we were playing intramurals and I was having trouble walking without like a crutch. But I went to CVS and I bought one of those knee sleeves that was kind of a compression thing. And as soon as I put that thing on, I was able to play like a full game with no problems. And so I think that Raheem Mostert is going to be gone for at least a week or two. Um, but I think he's going to be back sooner than people would expect. Um, I don't yeah. think it's going to be much of an issue. I mean, they all. need it. That <laughs> Their offense is hurting right now. Jerick McKinnon yeah. looked good, though. I was going to say, Jerick well, McKinnon, McKinnon looks pretty good. solid. I think he can step in. Obviously not to the full full down back. but like, Well, their, their receivers are also later. hurting. Debo Samuel's out. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk came back, didn't look well last game, but also Jimmy G was hurting. So if we gave him a full game with with whoever they use, Mullins probably this week, he has huge potential, was a big draft pick. They loved him coming out. Everything out of camp made him look fantastic. Um, I mean, the rest of the receivers are okay. There's nothing special, but I think they need Mostert. We'll, yeah. we'll see. They really yeah. Most is definitely their power. best running back. <clears throat> but let's move on to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, John, I want you to do this one because you put it a pretty funny way. <laughs> um, so we're seeing um, – I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, that this trainer had Herbert on his <laughs> dynasty or his fantasy team. And so he's saying – he talked to him before the game, um, said, hey, I've got your opportunity. This is going to be huge. And then if you look at Herbert's interview afterward, said he was not surprised, said he was ready for the game. I mean, that could just be him being confident and a good, good rookie. But I'm saying that he got shanked on purpose hmm. because it was time. It was time I love for it. Herbert to but come that out. That doctor must be an Oregon that fan. I love it. doctor is from Oregon, huge Oregon fan, had him on his fantasy team. It was Herbert's time to shine. <laughs> and he came out and did well. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like the only in- injury that has like – Good potential. I mean, Herbert. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it's good because it's an injury. Oh, it's good. I think it's. <laughs> oh, it's good. it was good. That's your never change for the team. I think uh, Herbert's a lot better than Tyrod Taylor. Maybe not a lot, but yeah. I, I don't know. The coaches are all saying this. The weird thing is, I don't know how bad the lung puncture was. So that that what happened is the trainer was trying to give Tyrod Taylor some um, medicine into his chest to help him with the cracked rib. Went too far, punctured his lung. And that's why they rushed him to the hospital right before the game. Herbert got the call up. He told he was the starter. And then Herbert performed really well. But the weird thing is the coaches said, as long as Tyrod Taylor is healthy, he's playing as the yeah, starter. Which is I don't know how long that lasts. Herbert played extremely well last game against a good defense. We'll yeah. see how he does this week because doctors are saying he needs to play not Tyrod Taylor because obviously his lung was punctured. 
Um, but does Tyrod Taylor come back in two weeks? I don't know. Please no. Uh, but we'll know. see. I yeah. who was that trainer that barely passed? <laughs> it was just so weird because uh, Anthony Lynn has try- has said multiple times that when Tyrod comes back, he is the starter which just yeah. confuses me so much because the offense was so bad with Tyrod Taylor. It's and awful. then Justin Herbert comes in and you almost beat the defending Super Bowl champions. In fact, yeah. you should have beaten them if you, you had a better coach well. because yeah. they punted it uh, in overtime, in an overtime situation on fourth and short, and they should have gone for it. But um, yeah. the, the thing is, how do you allow Tyrod Taylor to come back and be your starter when Justin Herbert was so good? Just give the why? kid time to develop and just give him the season. Give him a chance. I don't know yeah. why they stick with Ty- – I mean, I love Tyrod. But what's your ceiling with him? played really well. I don't know. I know they invested in Tyrod, and I I love Tyrod, but Herbert played extremely well. Just feels like they're being a little stubborn. Yeah, I I don't know about that. All right, well, let's move on. We're going to go through a quick rapid round on the last three guys. Will Fuller, hamstring issue. Um, This is hammy. This is the situation with Will Fuller. He's just not going to be healthy for you the entire season. When he plays, he should be good. Um, But – uh, unfortunately, that's not going to be an entire season. Jalen yeah. Rager had a an, a UCL. Uh, was it a, a tear or a sprain? How many different CLs? I do saw we a have? sprain. A lot. Um, <laughs> could be tear. I saw a sprain. It's the same injury that Drew Brees had last year. Uh-oh. I will say that. So uh, Jalen Rager. Weeks minimum. Uh, then, yeah. They so at least four weeks, but they put him on like the main IR, so it's going to be at least eight weeks for Jalen Rager. Tore, so. It was a torn ligament. Yeah, so the 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 Philadelphia Eagles, man, I just feel bad for that fan base. You cannot. I don't want to be a receiver there. If I was a receiver, I would be scared to go. Not even just receivers. It's so. It's just so much. I would opt out. (laughs) I'm telling you, pull Marquise. That's what Marquise did. (laughs) If I got drafted by the Eagles, I'm like, no, I'm opting out. and I'm demanding a trade. Carson Wentz, I love you. I'm not playing for you. (laughs) Seriously, you got hurt. I'm gonna get hurt. Last, last injury we'll talk about, Nick Bosa, ACL, out for the season. Uh, he's not an offensive player, so, you know, we don't want to spend too much time on him. But he's such a, um, he's such a dominant well, he's defensive player that yes, he watch. really uh, – he's going to make things a lot easier for opposing quarterbacks. So, um, thing to note, the pressure from San Francisco is not going to be as ridiculous without Bosa. But I have faith mm. that they're a really well-coached team, and so they're going to be able to create pressure regardless. Maybe yeah. just not as much, so – all right, well, man, we just spent all of that time talking about injuries. That's how injury-laden week two was. I just, oh, I really I hope that the rest of the season is. I mean, I, hope I, I don't want to talk well. about injuries ever again. No, I mean, and shout out to all the trainers and everything. I know they're all working hard. Yeah. I know the the Tyrod Taylor guy probably didn't mean it, um, oh, but I know not. they're all working extremely hard. All these players are getting injured. They all want to get them back. They're yeah. professional yeah. athletes. They want to get back. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I hope it gets better, but we'll see. We will see. Unfortunately, it seems a lot like a repeat of 2018, but hopefully we don't have that. So we're going to move on. We've got a fun little game of who am I? Uh, I'm going to host the game. And so I have got five questions of all different people. And so basically, um, we're going to kind of all throw out a name. Y'all are going to get one name to throw out uh, after each question, kind of like the time we did it with Charlie once upon a time. This Um, is an L for me. So is, this is going to be all. Uh, this is going to be all uh, football players. So, L. Here we go. Alrighty, here we go. That was going to be tennis or something. Who am I? I am 28 years old. Probably no guesses. I'll ask the next question. Okay, I went one. 90 receptions for 1,145 yards and three touchdowns last year. Last year. Anybody uh, want to throw a guess? 28, 28 years old. AJ Green. Wrong. He's Thatcher. 30. Last year? Those were his last numbers? Last year. Yeah, those were his numbers for last year. It's not – Julio's old, isn't he? How old is he? Yeah, dude, he's like 38. Jameson Crowder. No. I would have, I would have been the wide been receiver 18 had I qualified – Oh, I've got uh, a Austin Jeffrey. Yes. No, John, you better not be cheating. He's well, cheating. I mean, I already used up my guess, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm you get one. Uh, okay, you're cheating. You get one guess after each question that I ask. Oh, you didn't specify. Oh. And there's like, oh, yes, right, I so I'm did. Out, I'm out this round. Okay, yeah, you said okay. you get Daniel. one guess. Take a guess. Uh, what, what, what was that hint again? It was like, did not I would qualify. have been the wide receiver 18 had I qualified. 
28. 28 years old. I think I know who this is. I'm not looking. Well, yes, do, yes. Do, <laughs> well, he doesn't get another guess. I have to ask another question. Oh, Daniel gets a yeah. shot to win. Oh, my gosh. Just throw out a name, Daniel. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Who's another receiver? Three. Kind of pushing eight. Two. One. Don't think about it. I got nothing. All right. Next question. Last year was the first time in my career I scored more than 30 points in, in it. Well, sorry. I said that terribly. Last year was the first time I scored more than 30 fantasy points in a year. So that was the only season he's ever had that many points before. More than 30. Damn, that's kind of uh... – I know so it is. Is it Take a guess. It? It's John Brown. Incorrect. Dang it. Thatcher? I'm so good about that. The next Josh one's going to give it away. You said Josh Gordon. Wrong. Yeah. Josh Gordon has been so good in years of his career. Okay, last, cool. last 10. Here we go. I am a tight end. John's cheating. John already knows the answer because he looked it up and he shouldn't have because he didn't understand the game. He told you this. He's a tight end. Oh. Tight end. Oh, gosh. Have you been really high on this tight end before? I've given you all the answers. I know it is. Take a guess then. Darren Waller. Darren Waller is correct. Uh, don't you? Let's have him? go. Uh, no, Charlie, Charlie has him, and he made Charlie me nervous. I was going to lose this week. Yeah, he Jeez, did. That guy had a good game. Yeah, he dropped a twenty-eight piece. If I remember right, I was watching it. He is like honestly a Kelsey level talent when he's playing. Like, I, I honestly blame. He's faster Carr. than Kelsey. He right. might be the I fastest tight end. I think he actually is a better. He's unreal. He's one so, of the most athletic. He served me really well last year. Tight ends we have. Honestly, he's the new Zachary. Limited by quarterback. Yeah, he didn't drop a week last year. Yeah, he's I'm very a, good. I'm send Charlie a trade. All right, next one. Here we go. Who am I? I am 27 years old. I'll ask the next question. Going into my third season, I was considered a bust by most. Everybody gets one guess for this question. Or David. Go to the next one. No. Not Corey Davis. Going into my third season, I was considered a bust. Oh, God. Come on. Quickly. I don't know. Pass. All right. That's your. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In 2016, I was the wide receiver 10 as the second wide receiver on my depth chart. What? Donu Smith. You should give us like a team. That'd no, be a Johnu Smith's a tight end. He's yeah, a wide receiver. Freaking on listen, the depth Daniel. Chart. Oh my goodness. He's a wide receiver on the depth chart. Yeah, he's listed as number two on the depth chart, but in fantasy finished as the tenth best wide receiver. Michael Jordan. In twenty sixteen, that was his that was his third year. John, you have a guess? Um twenty sixteen was his third year. Frick. All right, I'm gonna give you a couple seconds. Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper. No, good guess, guess though. John or Thatcher, three. Michael Gallup. No, know. he's in. Oh, gosh, I don't ever, know. Gosh, here we go. Ever since my third year in the NFL, I have finished as the wide receiver 10, 14, 3, and 23. Julio, no, he's that's not his third year. <laughs> It was his third year several years ago. You need ago. to listen. Everybody's having problems listening. 2016 was his third. Oh, wait. Then, I, then I'm off still on my maths. But Your maths? Yeah. Hmm. So it wouldn't be Calvin Ridley either then, right? mm No, think about it. 2016 was his third year. So he's probably in what, year seven or eight right now? Dr. Daniel, I need a guess. Or I'm going to go to the last hint. It's uh. Thatcher, I guess. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Browns for some reason. Three. I'm just going to throw out Jar- Jarvis Landry. I don't know. No. no. Okay, last hint. I am, after week one, I was the highest scoring wide receiver. Sammy Watkins. No. <laughs> Who was the highest scoring wide receiver for week one of this season in fantasy? That was last year. Um, it was year. last year. He dropped like a 47 last year. He did, and then just dropped off. So. Um, Wasn't this year Devontae Adams? That is correct, yep, Daniel. Adams. Daniel has Was it? two. So basically, Daniel, if you, get, a... if you get one more question, you automatically win the game. Daniel's but, these up, by the way. But I will finish oh. them just for fun. We're going to go through all five. So, all right, here we go. Question number three. I am 28 years old. I came into the league as a 24-year-old rookie. Any guesses? Wow. 
No. Mm, rookie. So usually rookies when they come in are between 20 and like 22 or 23. 24 is pretty old for years of college. So he took two years off then. Uh, Danny Amendola. I don't know. No. Any guesses? That's kind of fair, but no. All righty. I was the seventh running back selected in the 2015 draft. That's a loaded draft. I feel like that was the one that had just – no, I think it was 2016. It was just like crazy loaded. Any guesses? Was it it Chubb? RB number seven. No. What class was Chubb in? Like 2018, John. Chubb is only in – Chubb is in like his third year right now. Oh, you're right. All right, here we go. Next question. I didn't get my first start until week 13 of my rookie year. Um, Eckler. No. Good guess, though. I do appreciate that. Thank you. I feel like this guy... But Eckler was also undrafted. Yeah, he was. Um, Three. Joe Mixon? No. Good guess, though. Mixon did fall in drafts because he had a domestic uh, violence issue. Daniel, three, two, one. All righty, next question. I still, even though I was the, I didn't start until week 13, I still finished the year as the running back eight overall that year. Kareem. No. Alvin Kamara. Kareem started his first game. Alvin Kamara, no. Good guess, though, with Mark wise Oh, no, you're right. I think Todd Gurley got, like, immediate starting. He actually didn't play his rookie year. He was injured. Did he not? Oh. All right, next question. I'm not sure. I have, a, I have finished as a top 10 running back three out of the four years that I have played, excluding the one year that I was also injured. Come on, did somebody already David say? David Johnson. David Johnson is the correct answer. Oh. The team, the next hint would have given it away. Daniel would have known it. The team that drafted me wanted to draft Amir Abdullah instead, but the Lions selected him while my team was on the phone with him for their next pick. That's a fun fact. If you watch All or Nothing, that very first did season they, that they do. Wait, did he literally just like put them on hold to answer that call then? So literally what was happening is um, Bruce Arians and, and uh, Steve Kime were on the phone with Amir Abdullah and said, hey, we're, we're on the clock next. We're going to take you. Um, welcome to the Arizona Cardinals. And while they were like saying, okay, coach, like I'm ready to go to work, he, Amir Abdullah like paused and was like, coach, I'm getting a call from the Lions right now. I got to go. And they were like, ah, crap. And so they the Lions selected Amir Abdullah and then the, the Cardinals took David Johnson like two rounds and later. Amir and Amir sucked. Round. My question is, well, our running do, they, do they give out those phone numbers before the thing so that way they know who's calling them? Or is it, what if they just probably. get like a spam call? Because that would like, be my guess. imagine the home footage of them just like sitting there and everyone gets excited and they're just yeah. like, ah, oh, and they're just like, so yeah. we'd like to talk to you about your car insurance. <laughs> so, like, do they That's hand funny. out the phone numbers beforehand? If like, they this probably, is the number the lines are calling They have from. to, dude. They have. That's to. what I would think. But yeah, they, they must. I don't know. It, there, there's no way they don't. But plus, most of the ones that are drafted high already know the team. Yeah. All right, we're gonna jump to the second to last question. Here we go. Who am I? I am a retired running back and a Super Bowl champion. Just gonna th- anybody want to okay. throw just a random name out there? Uh, uh, Eddie Lacy for some reason. I don't know. It was nope, didn't win a Super Bowl. I didn't. Next think so. question. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think so. All right. In 2011, I set the all-purpose yards record in a season for just under 2,700 total yards. That includes click kick return and punt return. I'm throwing all these. No, he's not retired. Yeah, he is. Never mind. Okay. Oh. Not sure that's wrong. Marshawn is not correct. Yeah. He didn't not a terrible punts. guess, but he never returned punts. I don't hate the guess. Uh, I want to say Sproles, but that sounds wrong. Is that Sproles, your final? Darren Sproles? Sproles? Yeah. Darren Sproles is correct. Whoa. He said my first, my, the next one, my first two teams were the same as a first ball, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback that I played with. Drew Brees started with the San Diego Ooh. Chargers. That's and then went to the Maybe. Saints. Darren Sproles did the same thing. And then yeah. my last tent was going to be, I am 5'6". Yeah. Uh, Sproles was a midget. That was small. He was fast. Yeah. He finished as like the, the running back like five or six in 2011. He was so good at returning. And he was a scat back. It was back, unreal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so John and Daniel, you're tied. 
two to two. So Thatcher is out of the running. Oh, shoot. Um, but he can spoil <laughs> it for y'all. Goes, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's see if we come away with a winner. All right, here we go. I hope it's a running back. I've got the last two running backs. Daniel has wide receivers. Who am I? I am a retired wide receiver. Um, Calvin Johnson. Who? Uh, Calvin Johnson. No. Heinz Ward. No. That you want to throw out a guess? Uh, Des Bryant. No. I am one of the most iconic wide receivers from the 2000s. I was going to say. Uh, is it um, Terrell Owens or Sherry Rice? Yeah. T.O. I'm sticking with T.O. I, I said Terrell Owens. Okay. They both, you both said T.O., but Fine. they're both Daniel wrong. Has T.O. Jerry Rice? Uh, Jerry Rice is incorrect. <sighs> I am not in the Hall of Fame. What? Huh. Wait. No, T.O. took his Hall of Fame. I was just kind of weird about it. This is a nail biter, man. I'm loving this. When y'all hear this, y'all are going to be like, oh, crap. A couple seconds. Come on. Yeah, throw I, out a name. I was sticking with T.O., but he took his ballot. Oh, yeah. Come on. All right, I'm going to ask the next question. Here we go. This is going to give it away. Y'all better be ready. It's fine. That's just probably going to get it. Throw out the first. Whoever throws it out first. He was his team's emergency kicker and made a game-winning field goal. What's his name? Uh, Y'all know it. Oh, Chad Ochocinco. Thatcher just stole it. Dang it. Holy moly. I was thinking about it, yeah. Thatcher stole it. It is his. I remember he was like, "Hey, coach." He was like, "Hey, boss man." I saw him on like a video. He was like, "Hey, boss man." Like, let me. And then the last ten video the other day. Hilarious. He legally changed his name to his jersey number. Eight five. He didn't even name it right. If you're technically going by Spanish, it's he's still wrong. He named himself eight five, not eighty five. Daniel, how are we deciding this? We're like rock paper scissors or what? Is there any other games? How do I win? (laughs) one question i'll ask you a jersey number question and whoever throws it out first wins you ready sure what number did brett Favre wear nine incorrect why do i think daniel I feel like it's a single. That's your don't answer. This is a tiebreaker for those two. Ah, no! Out of all the questions, this is the only one I know. <laughs> well, you got the last one, Daniel. I need to guess. I feel like it's a single digit. I feel like it's like. I guessed a single digit. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with six. It's four. It's, dude, it's four. It's four. It's four. Oh my four. goodness! This Why is crazy. Think it was... Okay. All right. Here I don't we go. Know. I guess I'll ask one more. Higher. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna have to deal with a tie. Okay. Fine. I play soccer. I'm used to what it. What number did Kurt Warner wear? Oh, I honestly Kurt don't Warner. Uh, I don't remember actually. That's you know, like I'm going with fourteen. It was thirteen. You're taking. Dang five. it! I was like, I was like one of those. It's fine with me, Daniel. Man. We each get a point. We move ahead in the Premier League. That's oh fine. my goodness! That's terrible. Fine. I'm disappointed in the both. Premier of you. League. That's fine. You want your three points, but one point's fine. They don't play for the line. Tie. Thatcher, you're the honorary winner. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It's well, let's true. get into our our week that two. Took zero points. We each took one. We're fine. <laughs> We're going to get into our week two review. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our starts and sits from last week and basically how they performed. Unfortunately, man, we missed the mark. Um, our starts oh, hey. were not terrible. Um, Dan- Daniel just. Yeah, our starts were not terrible, but our sits, our sits might, I think our sits scored way more than our, than our starts. Our sits were atrocious, to be fair. Our starts so, were horrible. Yeah, I mean, okay, here we go. Uh, John, you started Michael Gallup. He, he ended the week with uh, about eight points. Um, mm. tell, tell us what you think went wrong. Um, were you expecting more? I think eight points is okay, but um, I mean, probably it, expecting double digits. It's okay. Um, what was he projected, though? It's not a complete fail. It's he not was probably a fail. projected probably between 12 and 15. I'm looking. He was projected 15, so, I mean, he halved it. Um, but I was expecting a lot more. I did predict the shootout, and that did come to be. CD Lamb actually took all, not all of them. They force-fed Omari Cooper again, um, which after week one I kind of predicted. But I went with CD Lamb as not my start. Um, I actually ended up playing him on my team, but I don't have Michael Gallup. But I thought Michael Gallup would do better. 
Um, but CD Lamb, I did not pick him as my start because he had some drops first week. I thought he still kind of needed to get the yips out, and those are gone because he had a fantastic game. So, I, th- I mean, I was just picking kind of the vet, um, not a vet by many years, but still the vet. And so that's, that's my thinking, and he just didn't – in a shootout, he wasn't targeted. And so that's, that's not his fault. That's not my fault. That's Dak's fault for not targeting him. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, honestly, eight points is not a flop, but it's not what you were expecting. Hopefully, you probably yeah, I mean, didn't he lose. He only got two catches, but yeah, I mean, you won't lose. You aren't going to win by him, certainly. Yeah. So, Thatch, your start was Emmanuel Sanders, and he didn't even score three points. Um, I didn't expect this. I thought that this was a great call. What do you think went wrong? Man, I don't know. It just, I just forgot. I don't know. I forgot all about like Traquan Smith. They had him. I mean, but I was just so. Traquan Smith is also a nobody. Everyone yeah, so everyone was career. with you for that. That yeah. that wasn't know. a bad call, dude. It's just I didn't see it coming. I was so ready for Drew Brees just to. Yeah, yeah. honestly, what went wrong is uh, I think that it was Emmanuel. Emmanuel Sanders just is not. He's a. He's just a, a shadow of him of his uh, previous self. Um, yep. He's not the same. Uh, he's not as strong, as good of a route runner, not as fast. And he had quite a few drops, so he was kind of a liability. And so I could see why they just kind of forced the ball away from him. Maybe yeah. he steps back up, but he was, uh, you know, drop him. He's don't have I him think, on your team. I yet. think he's a great second wide receiver. He's not a first. Yeah. Not what he used to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Saints were just having problems all around. So, Daniel, you started Marvin Jones. Not a yeah. bad call. The only Maybe guy that got double digits. <laughs> I did, did, I did play points. Marvin, though. You talked to me, and I was debating it. Mm. And I did end yeah. up playing him because of your discussion last week. Well, and I remember that I specifically said he will get you above 15 if Kenny Galladay doesn't play. Well, I was wrong there. Kenny Galladay didn't play, and he only got 12, which is still double digits. I told you to throw him in that flex spot. And so as a flex, 12 points is pretty good. It, it still hurts when you expected things to be better. Honestly, the Lions just like – they're falling apart right now. They need Kenny Galladay to give them a new burst of energy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was – to be fair, you almost hit the mark. Sleeper, which is the app and, and platform we use, only projected him 13. So mm-hmm. you you did pretty much hit the mark on that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of goes back to what I was saying last week. He's not a number one. Honestly, where you drafted Marvin Jones, you drafted him most likely in double-digit rounds, and so you can't be disappointed. Now, you may have expected more because Kenny Galladay was gone, um, and, and Marvin Jones himself is actually a very, very good wide receiver, but he has proven that he's not a number one. Um, he is a number two, and he takes advantage of having softer coverage that's drawn away by a better wide receiver than him. But 12 is not bad. Um, you can definitely – he's, he's probably going to – once Kenny Galladay comes back, um, I mean, their run game's not game, helping either. I mean, Swift still is kind of developing. Carry-on's not doing well. So, I mean, the fact that they don't yeah. have, really have a run game either is not really helping his case to yeah. open up the field for him. Well, the last start that uh, we called was mine. It was Marquise Brown, uh, Marquise mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he only had nine points. Now, I don't think that this is a bad game, um, but were they were playing a very, very did. terrible defense. Uh, if you drafted him, he was probably your wide receiver three, four, maybe even five, like he is on my team. And so um, I just expected a good game because the Texans are usually uh, very happy to give away points to faster receivers like T.Y. Hilton, who are good route runners. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen this game. Marquise Brown still had a decent game. Nine points is, you know, not a bust, but it's not the game that I was expecting. I was honestly expecting – um, maybe something like seven for a hundred and a touchdown, um, or at least one really breakaway uh, catch. But what happened? Was he just not targeted? Um, I yeah, I think that's that just. They were watching. also able to really run the ball, uh, and so. Oh, their run game was, was fantastic. Everyone was yeah. touching the ball. There's three different people. It, it was great. I just didn't get to watch it. Well, here we go. We're going to go into the sits, and honestly, we're all a little embarrassed with this. Hayden Hurst, uh, John, you you wanted to sit Hayden Hurst. You ended up having eighteen points. So tell us why so, um, he was able to Don't listen to my sits if you learned anything. Um, my sit of Hayden Hurst. To be fair, again, it went to shootout. I called that. I just didn't expect him to be targeted the way that he was. Um, I know he had a touchdown, which definitely helped. He only had five receptions, which is a lot to be fair for a tight end, but that went for 72 yards. So 
it was huge yards. The touchdown is definitely helping. Um, but, I mean, it went to shootout, and they loved it. So he, he was thriving in the shootout. He was getting targeted. He was getting touches. Um, they spread the ball very, very well. So, I mean, Todd's still getting left out, but I thought Todd would get targeted. And the other running backs, I know everyone's kind of playing in their committee back now, I guess. I don't didn't realize they're doing committee, but he he got his targets. Yep. All right, well, let's let's move on to the next one. Thatcher, you wanted to sit Keenan Allen. I thought this was a bad idea to begin with, but to be yeah, fair, we that. didn't expect um <laughs> we didn't expect Justin Herbert to be the quarterback. And so Keenan Allen wasn't an absolutely terrible sit, but because Herbert was the quarterback, uh, he had a chance to really be good. Keenan Allen had over 16 points. I think that's what the biggest thing was. Do you have anything else you want to add? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you said it yourself. I mean, he had 10 targets and he had like 96 yards. I mean, I was just expecting the Kansas City defense to do something about it, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I wasn't expecting that. I just solely didn't believe in Tyrod Taylor, honestly, but I mean, We'll see. You didn't have to. Herbert. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Oh, well, I think my prediction was actually pretty decent. I told you to sit Sony Michelle, and guess what? He dropped a deuce. Daniel's taking a point. (laughs) The big thing was he was supposed to – he was going to sit. He was then going to start, and then he ended up sitting anyways, which I did not see coming. When the news came out, I thought he was going to play. It was really weird. Yeah. They had James White, who unexpectedly just had to, like, not play the game. And so, I mean, because of a, a death in the family. So, Sony yeah. Michelle actually should have gotten more opportunity because of that and didn't. The way that they play with Cam Newton right now, I don't think you want to be an owner of a New England yeah. running back. Cut if all you your New England running maybe backs. maybe try and salvage something for James, James White. James White is still doable, but, I mean, James White Yeah, hold on to there. James White, but – and Cam Newton is Cam the running back ran. forward. It was Cam is now your running back one. So. Cam Newton yeah. will have the most rushing yards for the New England Patriots. He is your running back. So, all right, my sit was Melvin Gordon, and I want to say that you know he looked like a pretty good uh, sit, uh, especially after seeing what Saquon wasn't able to do. And we all know that Saquon <laughs> is much better than Melvin Gordon. The reason he had so many points is because he got a reception for a touchdown. He was rushing for less than four yards a carry. He had almost twenty attempts for. Um, I think only 70-ish yards, something like that. Seven, yeah, 70 yards on the dot. He had uh, two receptions for 14 yards, and one happened to be a touchdown. Yeah. So he was able to fall into the end zone, and that's what really helped him out at the end of the day. The rest of his performance was, you know, mediocre to subpar. And so um, a little unlucky also, on my part. You look at the team, um, and so against the Giants, you're going to load the box for Saquon. You don't load the box against Melvin. Like you said, he's not as good of a running back. So you yeah. just don't load the box against him. So, so he was able to average more yards per carry, but the Steelers are still a very good team, regardless of how if they're rushing eight versus five. So, um, yeah, no, it's fair. All righty. Well, let's move on to our what Pickham is going to look like for this week, or for how it actually turned out. Um, in week two, uh, I went twelve for four. Uh, Charlie went thirteen for three, being the best of week two. Daniel, 11 for five. Thatcher tying with me, 12 for four. And then John, congratulations, you did it again, eight and eight. Mm. Uh, So just to kind of recap on so far through the entire season, John, 50%. Thatcher, 66% correct. Daniel, 66%. Charlie at 75%. And me um, being the best so far at 78%. So basically what I'm hearing is I'm the best. And well, you need to, to be to fair, the I picked lines to win both against the Bears <laughs> and the Packers, which we know should not happen. So, well, that's your stupid fault for picking consideration. Exactly. I was, I was expecting the lines to beat the Bears. I was expecting that. What? I didn't pick them, but I was expecting it. No, I would. So I you would never pick that if I was an Alliance fan. No, right, so for a pick'em league, I picked them. But go ahead. So before we get into our our fun little draft that we have planned, does anybody have any? matchups that they want to uh briefly talk about for any kind of uh um for thursday yeah actually let's focus on thursday we're going to focus on thursday um what are our expectations for thursday night football it is the dolphins versus the jaguars are you going to start anybody is there anybody we need to sit just kind of some brief expectations i'm going to talk about a lot more in the next step or not 
a ton more, but I think he's my start for the week. Um, so we'll cover that in the next episode. But mm. hey, he, he's a start. He's playing out of his mind. Dolphins are not good. I mean, for their sake, I really hope Fitzmagic gets something together. But Gardner and the Jags offense is a start. Um, Guys, I don't know about yeah. Dolphins, but mm-hmm. Jag- I'm with you. Start. And specifically, not only Gardner, but Keelan Cole. Keep your eye on this guy. He is a favorite target right now for Gardner. They're starting him now and giving basically putting D.D. Westbrook as like a healthy scratch. Like, I think you need to, to keep John Keelan Cole. Probably can stash him away on your bench for now. But you might consider actually playing against Miami and against Cincinnati these next two games just because of obviously crap defenses that he could be able to put points up against. So I think this week Keelan Cole could be a, a sneaky start in your flex I spot. mean, Robinson – if you're going to go down their list, so you go to the two of them, Chenault and Robinson. Well, so Robinson is their starting running back. Um, he's playing out of his mind. He dropped a 10-piece the first week and then a 21-piece the second week against Tennessee, who actually has a sneaky good defense. But Chenault is now becoming a favorite. Um, he's a rookie this year. He's a wide receiver, but he's also carrying. Um, so he's getting his touches in the run game. He's also getting touches as a wide receiver. So keep an eye on both of them. Um, Chenault might live in your flex spot where he's going to start living in mine. But, I mean, if you look at Gardner, he's averaging more than 22 fantasy points in his first two games. He's an automatic – I'm saying now he's an automatic start, especially with this next game. Oof, um, that's bold. I'm, well, so you also have to look at right now he's scored 1.64 fantasy points less than Pat Mahomes and 1.2 more than Lamar. So he's sitting between Pat and Lamar. We're only two games in, mind mm-hmm. you. But their offense, I, I said it last week, I think he's going to will them to the playoffs. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I think Gardner is out there playing like he's got something to prove. Everyone was down on him saying they he's may go the 16 sure. And he's playing like he's got something to prove. Yeah. He was kind of pulled in and out of the starting spot. He, he's there to play, and he's enjoying it. They're all loving life there. Yeah. At the Jags, I think they're looking fantastic after Fournette left. I think everyone on the Jags, especially on offense, is a start. Yeah, I would say I, I'm, I'm pretty on board. I think you can start pretty much every major piece in this. If DJ Shark plays, start him. Uh, Devontae Parker, he's my start of the week. I'm going to talk about him briefly here in a second. Start him. I think if you need a spot start, you can start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's been good for like the last 10 consecutive games that he's played. So start him. He might even be an auto start now for the rest of the season. Gardner Minshew, start him. Uh, James Robinson, if you need a flex, uh, start him. Um, obviously, I'm probably going to sit all of the Miami running backs uh, just because they haven't yeah, really shown anything they're special. They're not worth touching. Um, but Mike Kosicki, uh, he's probably worth a start. He had a ton of targets last week. Uh, yeah, so dude. he is a very, very talented guy. So maybe if you need to start him, you can. Um, but I'm worried because Devonta Parker was out when Mike Kosicki was really good. So um, be a little hesitant with Mike Kosicki, but I think he's definitely startable, especially since he was able to show how good he was. So they might try and get him more involved. Uh, Devonta think, Parker. Yeah. Go on, John. No, I was just going to say of all the games, if this was on a Sunday, probably wouldn't be as interested, but I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think both defenses aren't that great. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It could be kind of exciting. Like last week, Browns-Bengals. If it was on a Sunday, I wouldn't really care. But the fact that it was on a Thursday, and it was actually turned out to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the fact that this is on a Thursday, which kind of surprised me that they gave them the standalone game. But yeah. I think it will turn out to be a, a great game of a good offenses. Yeah. So my start of the week, we're going to talk about, um, you know, John talked about his start of the week tonight. I'm going to talk about my start of the week tonight as well uh, just because uh, the second episode when we talk about starts and sits are going to be dropping on Saturday after the Thursday night matchup so briefly I'll talk about Devonta Parker Um, I am starting him in every league that I can this week in dynasty and in one of my and in my third league Um, and so I'm very excited to start him they play Jacksonville uh, like we have been talking about and so Jacksonville they're not the pushover defense that we originally thought they were going to be but um, they are uh, of, of surprising everybody uh, with a decent defense, which makes me believe that maybe they can stay in this game. And their offense is the same thing. Um, Gardner Minshew is surprising everybody, so they might be able to stay in this game. Uh, I'm personally taking Miami to win this game, but nonetheless, um, Devontae Parker is their best wide receiver. Expect him to be involved. Uh, I think that you can expect probably double-digit points 
from Devante Parker. So, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to move on from the Thursday night football, and we have a pretty exciting draft. Um, this is something that we've been talking about now for the last two weeks. So let's do this. Guys, are you ready to draft? 100%. Oh, we are ready. going to be drafting yeah. a Disney princess battle royale to the death. So oh, we yeah. are all going to be drafting three princesses to be put in a coliseum to battle to the death as our team. And so let's get started. I think there is a clear 101. So I'm going to shake around my hand. I want you all to be able to see that I'm shaking everything up. Here we go. The first yeah, name is John. Oh, let's go. Oh, you cheated. Okay. Oh, yes. All righty. The next pick is going to Read be to it. Daniel. Daniel is hmm. pick number two. The third pick is Thatcher and John, your last. Oh, no. This is not going to end well. So let's no freaking do this. Team. I'm pretty excited. I know Carson's first pick. Yeah, Carson, my first pick is a winner. It's, so it's going to be me, Can I say then Daniel, you? then Thatcher. No, don't, don't, no, don't spoil Carson's it yet. No, it's Carson's team. Please. Don't spoil it yet. Okay, so nobody, for some reason, I was talking to Thatcher about this like a couple weeks ago when we first brought up this idea. And he was like, oh, yeah, like there's a pretty clear 101. And I was like, okay, who is it? So he told me the name. And I was like, dude, that's not even close. Okay. The, the clear best princess to have that can single-handedly destroy every other princess that you can bring up is Elsa. Yeah, dude, she has freaking that's... ice powers. Mm. Okay. Uh... You're dead. Okay, See, ice, ice, ice bike, that. ice bike, ice bike. Try getting through that. I brought this up. I brought this up to my wife whenever we joked about this a few weeks ago, and I said a different person, and she's just like, "You're an idiot." Obviously, you go also. So mm. no yeah. one thinks about that. I don't know why everybody person. skips past her, That's but she literally has pick. magical ice powers. Not only can she control ice, but she can also apparently create magical beings like freaking massive snowmen that can fight for her yeah okay and okay me. we get it we got <laughs> the no, i've already won the draft daniel, we're fighting for second place it. daniel okay. who is your next best mm. pick that's not even close to elsa yeah i think it's a well, pretty easy one it should be but now i'm trying to think of like creatively i can figure out a way that some of these other princesses could somehow just <laughs> no <laughs> chance my friend your toast like maybe there's just some secret weapons i'm not even thinking about no there's an easy head. number two and there's an easy number three and then from then on it's pointless yeah. true so my John, swing literally doesn't matter <laughs> You know what? I think I'm going to go with the shock factor, and I'm going to go with Pocahontas. Okay. that You surprised me. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she can use that's a bow, a good call. so we're just going to have call. to shoot you in the head from afar. That was, that, that was my second choice. You. You really, All right, Thatch. You're sweet, man. Yeah. Fiona from Shrek. Bow to the head. You're taking what? Fiona. Fiona from Shrek. Is that, are we qualified? allowing DreamWorks? <laughs> yeah, the oh, thatch. You're right. You're right. Thatch. Would you Would you say um, before Daniel? Pocahontas. 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 Right, I'm gonna go Mulan because she's got battle. Mulan experience. is the clear next that's pick. Like, uh, she's are you kidding me? Warrior. He's bow and arrow and sword, so she's close and long range. Daniel, you're crazy, man. Mulan I think was Pocahontas the next pick. Sneaky. I think Fun fact, on I just watched the live action movie last now. night of Mulan. Was it good? It is absolutely terrible it Did is they sing the so songs? disappointing no it's not a musical mushu no is Eddie not Murphy. in the movie no mushu. honestly the movie, mushu is not in the movie literally the only thing that stayed the same is mulan's name is the same and they're basically trying to save the emperor that's pretty much all that's the same what the heck it's absolutely yeah, I wanted to terrible. watch it, it the first good. five minutes you could tell that it was going to be so bad because there's this really really cheesy scene of her like sliding off of a roof and like catching herself what and, that's like, tight okay but not the way that they filmed it like it looks like you're telling me you could slide off a roof and catch yourself. It looks like they had the talent and budget for a third grade theater pro like you're a program. third grade theater program. Whatever. It's honestly a bad look for Disney. I don't know how such a good freaking media uh, mogul can disappoint. Uh, yeah, I'm watch the movie watch then. It anyways, I yeah, don't care. Watch the movie. I probably will. I'm always right, John. I'm not gonna pay for that it. That is but... a lie. You're only right whenever you agree with me. Okay, That's um, John, your pick. You got so... two, my friend. 
I know. So my first one is going to be Mirda. Yeah, that's the one right there. That's a good yeah, one. Automatic pick. Better than Pocahontas, um, maybe. That's arguable. They're like in the same tier. Warrior. Nope. She's an archer. Not that's an easy, easy dub. Tracker. True. And Scandinavian, so she's just tough. But <laughs> yeah, Pocahontas obviously. is Native American, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, my second one is going to be Cracky Rapunzel, um, because if you oh, watch the movie, dude. she's fierce with a frying pan. Oh, dude, I was about to she say. Yeah, here. That was my next pick. Kill you with her hair, obviously. So I got my medic. I got Dang my healer. Okay, I was hoping she would fall. Defend herself. Yeah. All right. Entangled. That is All Rapunzel. Right. That was my next. John stole my pick for Rapunzel. So, but oh. I need I need a navy. So I'm going to go Ariel. So. Oh, good oh. Call. Good you're going to take Ariel hmm. in a Coliseum. No, we didn't. With no water. We didn't specify. <laughs> okay. Come on, dude. Uh, he Technically, he did, but whatever. Okay. Ar- okay, but Ariel. even if she has feet, she's mute. So, well, yeah, what is going on here? Depending on what part of the movie you're at. That's, you're on like, or... you're on a great streak of just terrible picks. Yeah, I know. The North Pole, <laughs> that the ranch, so sad. Ariel. Okay. I'm just never changed. Oh, Daniel, God. you're on the clock. What do you got? I was a, I was hyped for this one. Hmm. Mulan's a good pick. It's just probably the second best pick by far, but very big distance between Elsa and Mulan. Interesting. What? What do you got for me, Daniel? Man, a lot of these Disney princesses are just sissies. They are honestly. Well, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, come on, Disney. <laughs> Give me a man's hate. princess. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, I've got a sleeper pick, and I'm pretty excited for it. All right, I think I, mean, I have my third uh, one. But I'm we'll see fall. Daniel, you got your second pick, and then you'll have your yeah. third one. Mate, so, Carson's got his swing vote, but you got your your pick now. I think I'm going to go with Moana and hope okay. that on the island they're just learning some some crazy island stuff to just that applies to combat. I mean, there's got to be something. In the there. ocean is her friend, so if the ocean yeah. can hear her from thousands of miles away, then True. you're probably be safe. That would help yeah, exactly. So. Okay, so I've got a swing pick. True. And I need That's to sneaky. look up the name of the one that I'm going to use. What do you mean um, you have to look up the name? You don't even know yes. the name. What? I've got, okay, Gosh. so I've got, um, I've got, okay, I'll, I'll start with Tinkerbell. I'll use Tinkerbell because Tinkerbell herself, useless. She's just like a little bug, but she's going to be my distance person with Elsa. And she's just going to sit in the back and sprinkle that fairy dust so people can fly. Okay, now, not only do I have Elsa, but now you can't even get to Elsa. Or my final pick, because we're only doing three rounds, my final pick, who you're not going to be able to get to either. And, but you're not going to be able to get to her anyway, as long as I can remember her name. You this, don't even know her name. Her, okay, no, I've got it. You don't know her name. Her name. Okay, this is going to. Not real. This, okay, this is kind Fake. of a sleeper pick. Fake. But I'm going Princess Vanellope. Do you all know who that is? From like Wreck It Ralph, she is in Wreck It Ralph, and technically she does qualify as a princess. If you watch the movie, she is like the princess of like the entire game or whatever itself. And so she's trapped in a video game. Mm -hmm. Tight. You're you've got your. But she also has a glitch, so she's basically like the Matrix, where she glitches in and out of existence, and so she can control the glitch. Not in a video game. Get out of here. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Tinkerbell and Vanellope. And it doesn't Tinkerbell. even matter because Tinkerbell's going to give her the little Tinkerbell, flying dust. Tinkerbell's a good call, but Princess Penelope's kind of sketch. I, I do have, uh, hmm. a, I do have a, an honor pick, like a, a, a fourth pick if it's we would have done it. That's Daniel's turn. But uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later when everybody's missed on that opportunity. I'm going to go with, uh, shoot, what's her name? It's uh, oh Tiana, I think, from the Princess oh. and the Frog. Good she call. grew up in Louisiana. It's pretty ghetto there. I'm just kind of hoping she can. <laughs> She's a princess, though. She's that. Oh my goodness! Just reinforcing. <laughs> yeah, it's the last stereotype. We... <laughs> oh my Hopefully goodness! Hopefully, we've got something in Louisiana. She's learned from the streets out there. 
gosh, that was yeah. Fantastic. Honestly, we need to get a Louisiana princess and a Houston princess. Maybe get a Chicago <laughs> princess, St. Louis princess. Oh, Houston princess is a Beyonce. That's what. That's fair. Mm. Well, that right. queens don't count as princesses, Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thatcher, wow. you got your last pick. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna say. Uh, Jasmine, just because she's got a tiger. That's a good call. Are we good allowing call. the tiger though? Well, yeah, it's part of her. We'll allow it. Yeah, that's like it's that's not gonna matter. Though. Heck yeah, gonna have frozen tiger for dinner. All right, John, last pick. Okay, so this Who is Mrs. Irrelevant. This is gonna be kind of a sneaker or a sleeper, not a sneaker. A sneaking We're sleeper. Races? A sleeping um, sneaker. I am going with Jane Porter. Okay. Okay. She I can is respect that. Tarzan's princess. She's a sleeper. I was thinking about that. Yeah. So technically, she's she a queen, lives, but she lives in the junk. She's classified with the princesses, though. Only she in lives old. in the junk. I like it. I like in it. In newer lists, she does not she's qualify a as a princess because she was never a princess. She married the king of the jungle and became the queen. But I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. He is bending the rules a little bit. Know your freaking lore, John. I did. She's a princess, and you said by older lore, so it would be the lore. Mm, but uh, older is incorrect. Adjusted okay. lore. <laughs> okay. Well, it adjusted my way. All right. Okay. It's just like statistics; it always goes the way of the person doing it. Um, she's queen of the jungle, princess of the jungle. She lives queen with gorillas. She learned from Tarzan only the best. So Jay Tarzan. Porter okay, is that awesome. is one live action movie that is incredible. I loved that movie so so much. Honestly, yeah. I probably should watch it again. Okay, sleeper honorable mention Cinderella. If you've ever seen the Wreck It Ralph two movie, she has her glass slippers and she breaks it into a shank, and so she just has a broken. I remember slipper. that. That was actually so funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So that's definitely a sleeper. Uh, obviously, I was hoping Rapunzel was going to follow me, but. Um, I had Elsa, Tinkerbell, and Vanellope. Daniel had Pocahontas, Moana, and Tiana. Thatcher mm. had Mulan, Ariel, and Jasmine. John, you had Merida, Rapunzel, and Jane Porter, Queen of the Jungle, but I'm feeling Princess. like I'm in a generous mood. So that's going to be it for this week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Whew, make sure to check us out on our social media app, Be Waterboys, Twitter and Instagram, where you can yes, stay up yes. to date, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Tell a friend, get involved with hard. us on Twitter, retweet, vote on our polls. We want you all to have as much fun as we're having too. Thanks again for this you're really joining involved us on this polls. week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. We're out of it's here. See y'all. Super involved on the polls. It's all on them super polls. Super involved. All, all up on them polls. polls. All. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. This is going in the <laughs> direction. <laughs> the show. See y'all. Peace. And that's it.